0: Welcome back to the Not Safe for Work Photography Podcast. Today, we're interviewing Emery Adams. Emery is a nude modeling content creator. How's it going today, Emery?
1: It's going pretty good. I am excited for my first podcast appearance.
0: Yeah, me too. It's my first one too. I'm really excited about this. (laughs) Today, we're going to do some standard interview things and discuss how you started modeling, doing lingerie modeling, and are getting more serious and moving into art, nude, and erotic work. How does that sound? Sounds good to me. I hope so. We talked about it ahead of time. It would be really <laughs> awkward if you were like, no, I don't really want to do that. Just I'm kidding. I fail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead, we're going to talk politics. No, just kidding. All right. We're going to start with a couple of questions that we ask everybody, kind of just your generic background questions. How long have you been modeling?
1: I did my first photo shoot in like November, 2014. So I guess, gosh, I don't even know, seven years now, almost.
0: I don't know. Since COVID started, time is just make-believe.
1: Yes. Time does not exist. Everything's a simulation.
0: That part may not be wrong, but <laughs> 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 we're not, again, again, we're not talking. All right. How did you get involved in modeling? How'd you get started?
1: So I was actually contacted by a creative director through Instagram when I was about 19 and um, they loved my look, loved my photos and asked me if I want to do a photo shoot and I didn't know what to say. Um, but it really opened my eyes to possibilities. I never really saw myself in that sort of light before that. And so I decided I'll just go with it. I'm 19. What do I have to lose? Right.
0: That's, that is true. There are so many things that we don't do when we're younger. And I, I, I'm, I'm in middle age now. I'm so old and I'm looking back at so many things and I'm like, oh, why didn't I do that? Like, it's not that hard. It's not that anyways. All right. Uh, is it a passion or is it purely business?
1: Um, It's a little bit of both for me. I really love creating. Um, I've been interested in the art community since I was really young. I used to do art in high school and all that stuff. I used to paint and draw a ton. Um, So I really love when I get to come up with my own ideas and create my own concepts and get to shoot them and see them come to life. That's pretty amazing. But also, it is a wonderful thing to get paid to stand around naked for a couple hours, too.
0: So actually, I have two questions from that. First one is... The your own art? Are you pursuing that while you're doing this? Or are you using this to kind of fun doing your own stuff?
1: Um, I actually don't really do any of my own art anymore. I guess mm-hmm. um, when I was in college, my freshman year, I took a few art classes, and they got a little too serious for me, and it kind of yeah. made it more of a a job, and kind of like sucked the fun out of that. Um, so I actually had like a stint in time, maybe of like three years where I literally did not pick up a drawing pencil, didn't pick up drawing, did not pick up a paintbrush for anything just because I was so like creatively drained from that. Um, and I'll still work on like small projects for like gifts for family and friends nowadays, but I don't really get that much into that side of art for myself anymore. Um, this is kind of my outlet now instead.
0: That makes sense. It's always been an ongoing conversation whether you should turn your hobby into your job, and so many people find out they hate their hobby when they have to do it forty hours a week.
1: Yeah, it can go one of two ways, right? You either end up yeah. it ends up being the best thing ever, or you end up hating your life. So, <laughs> it did not work out for me.
0: All right, second follow-up question from there. You mentioned that you really enjoyed coming up with your own concepts your own shoots and working with photographers. How does that generally go? That's the first time I've heard of a model reaching out to the photographer to shoot their own stuff.
1: So recently, I haven't had a ton of time to be able to do TFP right now, just Mm because my schedule has been super busy. But just, I've been really lucky, I guess, to sort of become friends with a lot of photographers. And we like to bounce ideas off of each other. And so sometimes if I get some extra time and it's one of my photographer friends that doesn't live too far away, or if I'm making a trip in their area, you know, then I actually am able to kind of either bounce off ideas with them or come up with my completely own concepts. And they're
0: mm-hmm.
1: nine out of 10 times usually like, okay, let's do it. And I'm, I'm really lucky to be able to do that.
0: Yeah. And that that's actually a, I've been thinking about how to kind of grow the podcast. And one of the ideas I've had, because I figure there's only so many times you can interview somebody and have them say similar things. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I like getting paid for working (laughs) and things like that. (laughs) I've been thinking about doing kind of brainstorming sessions where we come in with, you know, two or three shoot ideas and see about riffing off each other and trying to come up with, you know, how do we, how do you know, everybody's done. uh, So for example, like everybody's done the hotel shoot. Oh yeah. Uh, I have done it too. How do you yeah, yeah. How do you but and I and I get that. Like most you don't most people don't want to shoot in their homes. Do you have space? Do you have, you know, nice stuff in the background that, you know, makes an interesting and you know, well set up background? Or do you have, you know, your your well, hopefully not your fast food wrappers, but you know what I mean. Like, like it, it provides a clean, organized place to shoot that doesn't interfere with the rest of your life. But it's yeah. also kind of super boring because it's been done a ton of times. <laughs> So I I think it'd be interesting to sit down with kind of those classic cliches and really be like, all right, so how do you change this? Like, for example, I saw a photographer uh, who has a series where he, I can't imagine he actually took the pictures from outside. I think he used Photoshop to make it look like, but he makes it look like he's watching the models through the window. And That sounds creepy, but not in a creepy, like it's not through the bushes. (laughs) But it's a, it's a voyeuristic look at kind of, he's got couples and he's got male models and female models. It's just kind of a voyeuristic look at people in a hotel room that's really interesting.
1: Wow, I love so, that
0: idea. Yeah, it's different. He did something different with it. He took, he took the thing that a thousand people have done to death. Actually, it's probably like a million people have done to death. And then he <laughs> put a unique spin on it. So I kind of like to do like a rap session. No, uh, I
1: love that idea because too many times do I find myself getting booked for work. Oh. And someone is like, okay, here is this blank backdrop. Or like you just stand in front of it in lingerie yeah. or nude and pose. And I'm going to take pictures of you. Mm. And while, you know, the photographers can put their own spin on it, there's differences in lighting and skill and everything, of course. But at the same yep. time, we've seen it a million times. How do we make it different? How do we catch someone's eye? How do we make someone feel something?
0: Yeah. And that's something that I struggle with a lot. I actually was just reading i was actually just talking with my wife downstairs i was reading steel like an artist uh, which made me feel a lot better at it because it talks about how artists steal and you shouldn't feel bad about it what you should try and do is not just mechanically copy what they do but try and understand okay. the intent behind what they do so i feel a little better about it but i i, I definitely have felt that feeling before i'm like oh, i can't come up with anything original so yeah or maybe I'm just not very feeling. imaginative. I mean, it's possible that I just suck. That's always, a, that's always an option. All right, we're getting off track. Uh, modeling, full-time or supplemental?
1: Um, it's full-time right now. Um, I keep going back and forth as to whether I want to take a hiatus or not. Um, mm. My schedule right now is super, super booked. And sometimes at the end of my days, I'm just like, wow, I would just love a break.
0: So I, I did have a follow-up question on that part, though. You mentioned you get to the end of the day. How many shoots do you normally schedule a day?
1: I feel like I can effectively schedule up to about three or four shoots a day and it be manageable.
0: Four shoots is a lot.
1: But if I have to drive two hours to the next shoot, it it really doesn't leave all that room for it. And I'm not really wanting to work an 18-hour day. So it really just depends. Um, yeah. Today, I only had two. but. I mean,
0: and, and the photographer kind of expects a model to come in, you know, fresh looking at least and ready to go too.
1: Oh yeah. And I know maybe if I've shot three other shoots in a day and you got the last evening slot, I might not be as bright out of bushy tailed but yeah, I still give it my best.
0: So I kind of want to dive into this now though, since you mentioned it, that's a lot of shoots to be scheduling. Are you traveling to schedule that many shoots or is it all local?
1: Yes. Normally, if I'm scheduling that many shoots a day, it is traveling and on tour. Um, I just came back from a little tour not that long ago. Currently, I'm just in my hometown. So I've just been doing local stuff and then travel mm-hmm. within like an hour and a half. So a, I still quite a, a while. Much, yeah. But But right. Yeah. I mean, I put like when I advertise for things, I say I'm willing to travel an hour and a half from whatever location. And that's like included in whatever my rate is.
0: Yeah, and I think we'll talk about that in a bit. But first, we are going to talk about how your work has been transitioning from when you started from more lingerie and fashion to art nude currently and maybe dipping your toe into erotic content. Okay. Your first shoot, 2014. You talked a little bit about how you were approached by a creative group. What was that first shoot like?
1: It was... It was interesting. I, I didn't really know what to expect. Like I said, I was 19 years old. Um, this was someone that had contacted me through Instagram that I'd actually never met before. Maybe in hindsight was not the smartest thing to just go do alone. Um, but, but it, I mean, it was, it was still overall a pretty good experience. Yeah. Um, so, this creative director that at the time had actually worked for Inked Magazine and was pretty well known reached out to me on Instagram, and like reposted my photo on one of his pages, and I was just flabbergasted. I was like, wow, this is so amazing. And I never saw myself that way before. So, I was living in York, Pennsylvania at the time, which is not that far from New York City. He lived in mm-hmm. Brooklyn, he had other people there in Brooklyn, and he was like, well, how about you just take the train and come out? And, you know, come do whatever and then let's take some some instack shots and let's take some shoot some photos and maybe we could get you published or do this or do that and a so little 19 year old me was like oh my god yeah so i took the, yeah i took the train over to new york um i had some friends there at the time so i went to go see one of my friends and then i was just like you know i'm gonna go do this thing the one night So I went over to his apartment in Brooklyn and there was another model there as well. I think her name was Ashley or something like that. I honestly like, so seven years ago, I don't even remember that part, but, um, and I brought lingerie and makeup with me and everything and different outfits. And we just kind of went from there. Um, it was mostly done all on like the little disposable Instax film cameras. Hmm. And I guess there was a few, um, like digitals taken, but actually, um, I I used to have still have those photos somewhere and I I was looking for them the other day and I could not find them which really makes me upset but it was a it was an interesting experience I was super nervous um having another model there that was really experienced definitely helped me but um afterwards actually the photographer ended up being a little creepy Mm. and it kind of scared me off actually so I booked that shoot I went and did my first shoot ever and then I was like, wow, I probably am never going
0: to do this. again." So, yeah, let's start. Let's start with the follow up questions from the beginning of that story and moving on to the creepy photographer at the end. Uh, so was there explicit discussion of where the shoot would lead or I mean, you did mention you brought lingerie. So at least there was some discussion of like what kind of shots you'd be taking.
1: Yes. So he ran um, like an Instagram account separate from his personal and from his um work account that was sort of just like reposts or just like photos of uh, inked inked women Hmm. so um he worked for and like I said he worked for ink magazine at the time too he does not anymore but um I have a lot of tattoos I'd say at the time I probably had like 12 right now I have like 21 or something like that I can't even Mm -hmm. count anymore um but I I'm relatively covered um so it was more to like showcase just like females and their tattoos and stuff like that so it was said that it would be like kind of a sensual sultry look to it
0: okay so you mentioned that you're pretty heavily inked and is that a benefit or a negative for working as a model
1: I'd say both um I have photographers I have a few photographers that I really 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 look up to And I noticed that they don't have a single tattooed model in any of their work. And, um, basically talking to other models and other people, people have told me that they will not shoot with me explicitly for that reason. Um, I also have people who seek me out because I have a lot of tattoos. So I feel like it kind of like it washes each other out. But at the same time, um, I don't regret necessarily having my tattoos They're Mm -hmm. for me. They're not for anyone else. Yeah,
0: that's a bigger question. But
1: there are sometimes I see like a photographer's work and be like, wow, (laughs) it would be so wonderful if they would shoot me. But I know that they won't because I have so many tattoos.
0: So you mentioned the photographer was a little creepy at the end. What happened if you're if you're comfortable discussing?
1: Yeah, so I was young and naive, and I didn't really know what I was doing, and um, I felt more comfortable with the other model there. Um, But towards the end of the night, you know, the shoot went really late and we were by ourselves. And um, I think, you know, things just kind of like it was kind of more sensual mood of things. And I think maybe I don't know what happened, but he kind of got the wrong impression. Um, The other model had worked with him a lot before. And I guess they sort of had a flirtation going on. Hmm. And um, I just kind of not necessarily went with it, but then. I think the wrong impression came about and he started flirting with me and I wasn't exactly comfortable with, and he did, he did try to like make a move sexually on me and I freaked out and didn't know what to do. And I kind of was like, uh, I gotta go. And I ran out and I left.
0: That's unfortunate. And I'm sorry it happened. Or do you have any thoughts on how new models can avoid situations like that?
1: I think definitely, definitely like stay strong in your boundaries. Do not be afraid to say no. And always, 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 unless you know someone super well, always bring a chaperone or an escort with you. That is Mm -hmm. something that has actually saved me a couple of times, I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. And um, that is something that other more experienced models, especially when I was getting back into things, really, really, really stressed to me.
0: Yeah, I definitely can agree with that. And I think that even if you don't bring a chaperone, you should probably mention it because. And I've said this on a previous episode, and I'll probably say it again. But if a photographer tells you they don't work with chaperones, that's a huge red flag.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I would never work with someone who told me I couldn't bring someone. Yeah. And if yeah. someone makes, especially if someone makes a point of before I even ask or say anything, especially if someone makes a point of saying I don't allow um, other people, then it's like, nope, we're not doing this. Because so. <laughs> it should never be something that someone I'm comfortable with can't see.
0: Right. Something you mentioned made me think. You mentioned that it was late at night and it was kind of a sensual atmosphere and maybe the model and the photographer had a previous relationship or at least a flirtation going. I was reading, oh, I can I remember her name. She's super famous. She was in that video. She was in Gone Girl. Um, she modeled, she, she came out recently and she talked about how she went modeling for a photographer when she was working as a studio model and he gave her wine and it ended up, having some super uncomfortable and creepy things happening to her too. How do you feel about the use of alcohol or other intoxicants on set?
1: I would say 99.9% don't allow it. Um, I'm not saying I've never done it because I definitely have. (laughs) Um, We live and we learn, right? But also a couple of those times I've also been with people who are really close friends of mine. So I think that's definitely Mm -hmm. a different scenario. It's not necessarily like a professional setting. Um, It's more just like artists getting together, having fun friends kind of thing. And I just know that I'm safe no matter what in that situation, but especially when you don't really know someone or, I mean, you know, alcohol and other substances, like no matter what people want to say, like it does affect your decision-making. It does affect mm-hmm. your coherence. And I mean, even if you just have one, you know, you feel all warm and fuzzy and who knows what boundaries can be crossed or blurred.
0: Especially, especially when you're doing nude work since you're already trying to set kind of a, I mean, most nude work, I guess there's, there's horrifying nude work too, but (laughs) most nude work tends to be like, we're trying to create a sexy or fun or sensual experience. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We, you said that you started off with lingerie and topless, but you didn't continue to do nude work regularly after that. I, after hearing your previous answer, I'm willing to bet the reason behind that was the creepy behavior (laughs) is yeah yeah
1: yeah so it started it started it stemmed from that I guess it stemmed from that first shoot after doing that I was like wow I don't really know if I want to involve myself in this world if this is what it's going to be like um so I took a pretty long hiatus for a couple years at that point and then I actually um was involved in a very abusive relationship and I gained Mm. probably about 30 pounds um afterwards and then I felt like I was already not a very confident person despite what I do. Um but after that massive weight gain kind of out of nowhere for me and that abuse that I was put through, it kind of just like destroyed my self-confidence and any desire to be in front of a camera. So, I took a bunch of time off and then eventually um like put a lot of work into myself and then I was exposed to some really good people in the industry after that mm-hmm. um who one of them was a female boudoir photographer who actually, um, I was still a little heavier than I am now at the time. And, uh, she wanted to take photographs of me to kind of like help me love myself again. And that was one of the first steps for me into like getting back from the camera and becoming comfortable seeing myself naked, letting other people see me like that. And she really helped me in a lot of ways get back into that kind
0: of work. That's interesting. I'm, I'm of course a dude and I see things in dude ways. What specifically did she do to help you regain your confidence was it the types of photographs she shot or was it working with the female or
1: um maybe a little bit of both I mean I actually like now whenever a female con- photographer contacts me I'm always like probably way too excited to work with them just because Earned it is enough. Yeah. kind of right it, it, it is kind of refreshing um and then of course I mean not to be like cross but like you don't I don't have to worry about them trying to sexually assault me during a shoot um not saying it is impossible but for the most part don't really have to have that thought like at the forefront of my mind especially if I don't know someone but um really she just like it was really the style I guess it was a boudoir style shoot um it was way super sensual yet I felt super comfortable because she was a female and she helped me with all my posing she was a great director Um, Mm. especially when I was getting started I love when people tell me exactly what to do because I can sometimes get in my head and be like I don't know if this pose looks right because I don't know what I look like right now and I can't Mm. see that and maybe I'm doing this wrong or maybe I'm not sucking in enough or maybe my foot isn't pointed right and so I feel like the direction she gave me helped and then just seeing those photos afterwards um, she kind of presented them to me in like a really beautiful way she put them in a photo book and it was the first time um, after all those experiences that I had really like seeing myself and being like, wow, I look really beautiful. This is really sensual, but it's not like dirty or anything like that. And like almost like I kind of want to show these to people.
0: Hmm. It's interesting about the presentation you mentioned, too, because that's not something I mean, since she specializes in boudoir, I'm sure she has a lot more experience with that. But a lot of the men photographers that do nude work, I've never heard of. I'm sure for boudoir, again, if they specialize in that versus... Yeah. Hmm.
1: That would probably only be if like someone commissioned them for that or like paid them for something for like a wedding right, or right. I would assume, right? Yeah, but no, but, I think she yeah. she specialized in more of like female empowerment boudoir. Hmm. Um so I think that was kind of her her niche and she was able to do it very, very, very well. And I'm I'm pretty sure she's still shooting. Um she's I would love to talk
0: with her. You should send, yeah. After we're done, could you send me her name? I'd like love to reach out and see if she yeah, would do yeah, an interview. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Be, so I have way too many models and not enough photographers and I don't have any female photographers and I don't have any. All right. You said last year you decided to try and make this a little more serious and you started shooting more art nude. What changed?
1: So this is when um, afterwards I had just done like a shoot with someone who is now one of my good friends. Um, they The contact me were like, Hey, I want to do pictures with you. And I hadn't done photos in a little while. I was only doing like really occasional shoots before that. And again, probably mostly just with people I knew or like friends of friends. And um, I had just moved back to North Carolina and they sort of um, contacted me and were just like, Hey, like, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. And I'm like, Okay, cool. Let's do it. Um, And then I did end up contacting a photographer on my own when I moved back as well. And that just kind of like, I started to post the pictures and stuff. And I hadn't really done that uh, in a really long time. And people were taking notice. And then somehow through one of those photographers, someone connected me to someone else. And I just started meeting all these people in the industry. And they were like, wow, you should take this more seriously. Why aren't you taking this more seriously? And I was like, well, it was kind of just a hobby for me. It was kind of something I just did for fun. And they're like, no, no, you can make money off this. And I was like, really <laughs> so i mean like getting paid for stuff before that um wasn't really a thing for me up until like the beginning middle of last year i'd say <laughs> um it was it was purely the tfp hobby kind of thing and when someone told me i could make money from it i was at first really shocked and then i was interested and so um I made some really great friends in the industry who are super, super, super experienced. And they helped me set up like rates. Um, they taught me different things that I could like say to people. And I started um, doing my own research and kind of learning what I could do and what I wanted to do. And I really liked these more sensual shoots. I liked how I looked. I liked how people saw me. And if I could make money out of it and more money than I was already making, I thought that would be awesome so um that is kind of what appealed um what made art nude appeal to me um I wasn't wanting anything to be super graphic and dirty I do there is erotic art of course um for me that just wasn't really how I wanted to portray myself at the time I was actually still using my real name to post photos as well
0: right <laughs> yeah
1: which that explains um, I mean, that explains yeah. some
0: of my other questions about why everything started for 2020 and you because know, <laughs> that's when you yes, switched names. That
1: is because I rebranded and mm, uh yeah. my model persona, which is different from my personal persona. Um, just because I did have some weird scenarios coming about posting things like that on personal accounts for friends or family or just other people who knew me in different ways were able to access yeah. that. And I didn't yeah, feel I tell comfortable you. doing that anymore.
0: I tell you what it was super weird the first time one of my facebook friends posted about her OnlyFans on facebook that was that was a little weird that was you know you have relationships with people and you think you know kind of the boundaries and the and then somebody crosses one of those boundaries and you're like wow that was not what i expected i'm not yeah. saying she shouldn't have it i'm just saying no, it's weird it, that it crossed my facebook
1: and it's 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 weird and it's hard to navigate and it's hard to for me like feel like i can advertise and also um you know, sometimes I get paranoid about it. I actually I don't know if I should say this or not, but I you can actually always delete had, it. Yeah. I actually had an ex um secretly subscribe to my I had an ex secretly subscribed to my OnlyFans and take screenshots of all my content and send it to some family members. That was really traumatizing for me. Um oh, man. It it kind of made me take a step back from the platform for a little platform for a little bit. <laughs> um, but I mean it, it is one of the things that I guess it's like occupational hazard obviously that's not supposed to happen obviously you would hope people wouldn't do that but you are putting yourself out there and it is on the internet people are going to have access to it and you never know what they could do with it so you do have to be careful and i guess that's part of it why i use i don't use my real name
0: yeah i mean i don't even use my real name either
1: But I I mean, a lot of people do. that. I know photographers who have um, day jobs and things like they do it more as a hobby, um, but they do love taking art nude or erotic for photos and they don't want that associated with um, their real name because who knows someone at their work can come across it and then that can interfere with their job. And I don't think that's fair, of course. Um, You know what people do in their personal lives is their business, but of course that's how the world is. So you kind of got to do what you got to do.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like I said, I use, I do not use my real name in my photography or for this podcast. So I understand. I thought about it and I decided I didn't want anybody who was ever Googling my name for work to come up with this. Uh, Also, I don't even use my
1: real name on my personal account. anymore.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I can see that. (laughs) I, uh, I actually, on the OnlyFans thing, I've mm-hmm. gone back and forth. So typically speaking, when I'm, you reached out to me because I posted on Instagram, yes. which is a little different, but normally I try to reach out to people and I try to reach out to experienced models and experienced photographers. So I have to do some research and I've been staying away from subscribing to people's only fans. Cause that feels a little too weird. So uh, uh, mm-hmm?
1: that's, and that's for me, I, I get that. So I have like mixed opinions on that. Um, I have some photographers and friends who subscribe to my OnlyFans. They know what kind of content I'm posting. Um, And they don't, at least from my knowledge and from like our mutual understanding, they're not really doing it to be creepy or cross any boundaries. They're doing it because they want to support me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do like greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate that. Um, I've also had people... either i've had a couple times people who are like wanting to shoot with me and then they subscribe to my fans and they send me really inappropriate messages and they have to be like well i can't shoot with you now (laughs) um which they sometimes feel is unfair and you know that's that's my decision to make so um whether that's unfair or not i don't believe it is i think that that's them showing unprofessionalism but then their rationale i guess is that i'm posting it and advertising it on my page so they should be able to do and say whatever they want um
0: yeah i think i think you actually hit it on it there like it's almost a mental model switch yeah from a photographer model relationship once you subscribe to only fans and now it becomes a different relationship
1: yeah, and OnlyFans gives you the ability to also—not saying this is right or not—but gives you the ability to be like almost a hundred percent anonymous. So, like, mm. they didn't have to tell me that. They didn't have to mention that they're wanting to book with me. They didn't have to do any of those things. Um, they also made those choices as well. So, Interesting. I feel like that was their way of trying to like sneak that in there and put a move on me. Um, and I just whether that was their true intention or not that's how it felt and i just don't think that is professional um i think it's great to support other artists and support your friends but i think that there is a line for sure
0: yeah i speaking on the different social media sites i find instagram i i I do think i do think and agree that instagram does a lot of extraneous censorship Oh yeah. I don't think that nipples are truly dangerous.
1: <laughs> what? I, you don't?
0: I, I know. I, my God, it's amazing. I don't even necessarily think that the rest of the body is dangerous or even that erotic work is dangerous. But I tell you what, I do prefer Instagram to Twitter.
1: So I don't have a Twitter. That's probably um, I, def- sort of I don't best. have a Facebook either. But yeah, I do notice that a lot of, uh, especially the content creators and people on OnlyFans, Um, advertise their Twitters on Instagram as well because they're not able to post things
0: it's just a completely different feel and I understand that it's especially as somebody who's hustling you have to have a different product for a different audience I get that because frankly I'll bet that most models can't make a full-time living off of photographers unfortunately there's just probably not enough of us that are willing and able to pay
1: unless you're traveling like crazy Mm -hmm. you definitely can't make it full-time not and not unless you know you're one of that one percent with the agency that does like the high fashion and all that stuff and is getting agency bookings every day Um, most
0: of us can't yeah My, my sort of mental model of this unfortunately is that and I'm sure I'm going to get flack with the, for this, but Instagram is like the arts district in a mid-sized city. Like there's some really nice stuff and there's some stuff where you're like, all right, well, that's not great, but I see where they were going. They were really trying. And Twitter's like the red light district. <laughs> it's just <laughs> in your face all the time. It's oh, yeah. It's oh, really yeah. Well, they
1: have full, full on porn on Twitter. Yeah. Not saying that's good or bad, but definitely. Oh,
0: yeah. 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 No judgment. Kids on Twitter. No, 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 no judgment. Make your money how you want. And that's why I'm frankly mostly staying on Instagram because that's where my comfort level is. That's where I feel like the relationship is more, you know, it's more art focused as opposed to uh pleasure focused, maybe. So
1: yeah, definitely. Well, and I think comfort level is important. Not only like I'm sure, like with everything that we talk about, and we talk about like my comfort level and everything, Mm but but everyone's comfort level, you know, that's very important as well, even as a photographer.
0: Yeah. All right. We've gone far field and we've actually started touching on some of the questions I wanted to hit later on social media. And I apologize. I'm supposed to be in control of the podcast and totally failed. So <laughs> oh, let's jump kind of back. We talked about you were making it a more serious career. And yeah. I had a couple of questions on what you've changed since then with the first one being, how have you changed how you screen photographers over time?
1: so i guess um with my screening process i don't necessarily have like cool. here's this form you fill out and this is how i know don't have <laughs> <now."> <laughs> i have a checklist maybe i should because that might <laughs> work better but honestly um usually someone will reach out to me um especially for paid work um it's not normal that i would reach out to someone else to ask them to pay me unless it's someone that hasn't referred to me by another model Um, And in that case, I kind of already have them pre-screened because I know people that have worked with them. So I know it's generally safe. Um, But when someone reaches out to me, I send them kind of just like a little blanket statement of like, hey, thanks so much for reaching out. Here are my rates. Um, These are my policies. And um, I direct them to my Model Mayhem profile for more detailed policies because I'm not trying to write a novel on Instagram message. And then... um, I tell them like availability. I ask where their location is and I kind of see what their response is. Um, and most people give great professional responses or just short, easy, like, let's figure this out responses. I've had people say some weird shit. Sorry if I can't say shit. But,
0: no, no, it's, um, it's explicitly it's a, tagged because, you know, it's, it's uh, not safe for work podcasts.
1: In response. <laughs> and immediately that's, yeah, <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> immediately that's like a, a huge red flag. If, if you're going to already be like, right off the bat, well, what about another genre and i said okay well i do clothes looks for an hour i do this i do that like oh no 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 we want this this, and that we want video of this and we want your coochie up close and i'm like well i already made that clear my boundary and that's not what i i shoot um Mm -hmm. would you still like to book and sometimes they say yes and i try to ask a few more questions to make sure they're genuine in that
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um and sometimes they say no i'm like okay good you can move on um Anytime someone asks me uh, if I do video work, I try to be very explicit in getting all the details because usually they're asking if I will do porn or some kind of other erotic video. Um, I've never had someone ask me for a fashion video, not saying that doesn't exist, but just my experience.
0: You know, I've actually wondered, do you see a lot of GIFs or gifs, depending on how you pronounce it, online (laughs) of kind of fashion and or sexy and or, you know, bikini style shots. I've always kind of wondered how the photographer shoots those. Do they shoot a continuous video and then pull the gifs out, or do they shoot like little six-second bursts?
1: I guess I've never been any? lucky no. to uh, be shot as a gif, but uh, I have had photographers do either like behind the scenes or just like video reel kind of work, um, mm-hmm. like in the in between shooting stills, of course. And it's sort of just like um, to add to the story, I guess, and like I can use it usually for my profile my content whatever I want to post that on as well and it's never anything like extremely graphic or erotic for those um I just personally for my boundaries I don't allow that but Mm -hmm. um for for the times that I have done a little bit of the video stuff it's usually just like quick little clips in between um shooting stills
0: right how often do you get approached for video work
1: um (laughs) what kind of video work Video work that I'll do or video work just in general either both um, I guess like especially when I first um redid my model mayhem page, I had a ton of inquiries through my email for um porn <laughs> and <Interesting>. I it's <laughs> you can I've learned to tell right off the bat uh, whether they ask me to shoot porn or not and um I would get like sometimes like six a day <laughs> on the account um even though if you actually read my profile it specifically says on model mayhem that I don't shoot erotic or fetish work. Wow. um i that also do so have an only fans though so i see where there could be some miscommunication although that's not anywhere on my model mayhem um right. i've only ever had a couple other people ask me about videos um not in that setting and some people it's during a photo shoot like if they can just like also do a little bit of video work to document this this or that or to tell this story or that and um if i feel comfortable with it if it's within my boundaries i'll usually say yes to it um it's not like, I don't, I don't ever charge like a premium rate unless someone is like specifically like, hey, I want to shoot this video of you. But I actually haven't ever had someone ask for that within my boundaries.
0: Interesting. I am surprised at how many offers you got for that. That is.
1: <laughs> they, they've definitely died down now. It's maybe about a few a week, maybe now. But hmm. um, it is. it is something, especially when I look like, I guess, fresh meat on the internet. Um, right. because I did do that rebranding and I changed all my names and made new accounts and everything. So, if anything, it might have been people, you know, trying to take advantage of that.
0: That's fair. Huh. How did the pay come? But do they make? Do they include pay in there? Sometimes they it... do. Mm-hmm.
1: Sometimes you'd have to inquire more. Um, a lot of times it would be like two thousand solo, three thousand girl girl, five thousand with a male. Um, oh. And obviously, if someone even doesn't describe to me what they want me to do, and they're trying to say like your content only, this is a hobby for a private collector, five thousand. <laughs> if you shoot with a male model, okay, you're asking me if I'll shoot porn.
0: <laughs> yeah, isn't there? Uh, wasn't there? That was the big girls do porn uh, controversy a couple like a couple months ago, where they were brought in and said it was for a private collector or it was for you know, to be released on DVD in Australia. Nobody here will see it.
1: Yeah. And that's why I feel like you got to be careful sometimes because like
0: mm-hmm.
1: usually when it sounds too good to be true, I hate yeah. to say it, but it probably is.
0: Somebody spending, like I can see, like, I mean, a lot of hobbyists frankly complain about paying models their right? And there's kind of a standard new modeling, right? Uh, so if somebody's paying $5,000, they're expecting to make some money off that, I think.
1: Right. Oh, absolutely. There's, there's, I don't know of anyone personally, nor have I worked with anyone who would be willing to pay me $5,000 for two hours to just stand there in my underwear or take my top (laughs) off. Yeah. Not saying I'm not worth it, but.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm worth it too. And when you find that person, let me know because I will sign up. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right, so we're talking a lot about boundaries, and that's kind of explicit, uh, because that's definitely something that I don't think gets talked about enough between photographers and models. And you changed your boundaries. You were you shot lingerie and topless, and then you kind of backed off it, and then you decided you wanted to shoot more art nude. How would you recommend I mean, how would you recommend other models approach changing their boundaries?
1: Um, so I guess it's probably different for everyone, but for me, the most effective way I found to do that was to literally just rebrand myself entirely um, to change all my profiles to change my name to almost be a new person um, Mm -hmm. so that it there wasn't any like blurred lines or like miscommunication there Um, so they weren't like oh suddenly now Emery whatever I used my name as before (laughs) um, is now suddenly doing this I wonder if we can push her to do something further Mm
0: -hmm. no I
1: didn't want any miscommunication there so it was more like okay this is Emery this is what she does. These are her boundaries.
0: Right. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. Playing a new role, putting on kind of a new person and saying, well, this person does this.
1: Right. Right. Because like, you know, in my personal life, I'm not going to, well, yeah. I don't normally tell people this is what I do. And like, sometimes I'll, I say like, oh, I'm a model or everything, but I mean, I have plenty of closed photos. I can show them if they ask to see that, but uh, yeah, you know, it's just not yeah. something that I ever want someone to get the wrong idea about.
0: Yeah, and that might even be more effective the other way. If you want to restrict your boundaries, if you decide that you're not comfortable anymore, starting a new persona might be even better because then you'll you won't constantly have people saying no. Oh, but you know, you used to do art nude. Why don't you do that anymore?
1: Exactly, exactly. Um, I do have a a little bit of a problem sometimes with blurred lines or miscommunications, though, because I do have an OnlyFans. Um, I know some models who have OnlyFans and who exclusively just post either behind them that my only fans um it's all stuff that I shoot um privately myself um it's never work that I do with a photographer or that I'm paid for separately so I do have that distinction for myself that like the f- content that I create with a photographer is not for my only fans unless it's just like a simple photo but I'm never having a photographer take an explicit erotic video of me Mm -hmm. because I don't ever want someone else to take advantage of that um and some people some people do and a lot of people make a ton of money off of it and maybe I would make way more money on my OnlyFans if I did more professional work on there however I have had some experiences with people on OnlyFans and through Instagram who try to almost take advantage of girls with OnlyFans specifically and they'll ask hmm. like, hey, I'm looking to shoot OnlyFans content. Um, it's a trade thing or I'll pay you this much right. or you give me this percentage or whatever. And then it, it ends up and I heard stories and stuff of it being like some really sketchy stuff. And they try to take advantage of you or just they end up posting it on other sites and selling it and all that kind of stuff, too. And that's just like something I don't want to deal with. So instead, I straight up always tell any photographers inquiring that I don't shoot erotic work. I shoot up to art nude. I guess glam renewed sometimes. Um, It's like a blurry distinction there, but um, I don't shoot erotic work for pay or with photographers.
0: Yeah. And I can imagine too, if you're shooting it for yourself, that certainly feels more comfortable probably because nobody else is in the room with you and anybody that's seeing it is at a distance.
1: It's intimate and I have a hundred percent control over it, but it's a little (laughs) bit easier if, it's yourself filming it versus mm-hmm. like a stranger watching you. Um
0: Yeah. I have never had a third party cameraman, but I can imagine that would be super weird. Like you lock eyes kind of in the middle and you're like, Well, fuck, that was awkward.
1: I mean, even like when you're filming <laughs> yourself, you know, it's weird. You like stop for a second, you're like, wait, did that look good or something? And then it's like, okay, that kind of takes away the magic there.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, when when it comes to making art, there's rarely any magic, unfortunately.
1: That's true.
0: All right. Well, we are actually getting close to the end of our time, and we had so many questions that we did not get to.
1: I do wanna,
0: I do wanna hit one of them that I wanted. uh, I wanted to specifically talk about your Model Mayhem profile. Your Model Mayhem profile is phenomenal. I love it. I love the clear boundaries. I love the specific instructions. Uh, I and unfortunately, we don't have time to really dive into it. But if any, I'm, I'm gonna link your Model Mayhem in the show notes, and people should go visit it. And they should models should copy it. These. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: It's funny that you say that because actually my mentor and good friend is the one who helped me with that profile. Um, and he is a photographer who's been in the business for a really long time. Um his name is Matt Schmidt, and his girlfriend um is a good friend of mine and she is a professional model, and they actually helped me recreate and refine my model name profile mm-hmm. because I was having so many issues with people sending me messages about things, and it was kind of like getting old having to be like, no this is what I do. This is what I won't do. Please do this. Please do that. And and you know, it's hard to having you explain yourself over and over and over again. Of course, some people still don't read it. So I have to then kind of push them to like, well, if you look at my Model Mayhem bio, this, this, and that, but um, it definitely has helped weed a lot of people out.
0: All right. Well, like I said, we are just about out of time. We've got time for two quick questions and you kind of partially answered one of them you were talking about somebody that you look up to uh who do you look up to in modeling
1: um so definitely matt's girlfriend um her instagram is willa vanilla her name's modeling name is willa prescott um she was kind of the first professional model that i befriended um when i was getting into the industry and she's been doing this for quite some time and she's absolutely beautiful She's an amazing person in general and her photos are always stunning
0: you are the second person to mention her
1: i'm sure it was cat right
0: probably yeah
1: yeah they started modeling together i believe
0: yeah that's really interesting All right. Second question. What is your favorite photo in your portfolio and why? And that portfolio can be Instagram, Model Mayhem, somewhere published.
1: So that's a really hard question because like sometimes I guess that changes for me. And uh, especially like with new shoes and stuff, I never know what I'm going to get. And then I see stuff and I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Um, I think right now it's probably a tie between one of the first photos that Matt took of me. It's actually that one of me smoking the cigar.
0: Is that with um, the with the welder mask?
1: Uh no, it's kind of no. got a. Uh, I have like a cross necklace on and like a big military hat.
0: Um, oh, I did see that. I like that. Yeah, I thought it was a welder. Oh, I no, see. No. It is a. It is a because it looked like kind of the the front part of the hat oh, was the yeah, underside, underside of like a welder's that. mask.
1: Yeah, I yeah. can see that. So yeah, that's that photo that Matt, one of the first photos Matt ever took of me, and. That was one of the first shoots I was like, wow, I feel like a freaking badass. And I look mm-hmm. like a freaking badass. And I was so excited to post that set and to just be like, hey, look at me, like not to be fucked with. <laughs> and then it's probably the other photo is one of my more recent shoots with Ed Suchaki. Um, It's kind of got the gel lighting on it. And I'm in this blue marimer bodysuit. And it's a pose where I kind of like have a hand behind my head and then one behind my neck. It's maybe maybe like in the middle-ish top of my page and I just loved everything about that shoot. It made me feel super, super comfortable. Um, I also feel like I love the way I look in that and it's just a very powerful pose in my opinion. Like I just am just standing there in this pose and I just feel also like a badass.
0: Yep, yep, definitely look like a badass in that one too. (laughs) Thank you. So no, I was thinking about the I was thinking about the cigar one when I was thinking about my favorite one, but I ended up being like, but I don't understand why there's a welder's mask. And well, the answer <laughs> is is there's not. And <laughs> no, no. so I was actually looking, I think I actually have another one that I really like. The one in the glasses. You're wearing a red sweater again. Your hair's up in pigtails.
1: Oh, yes. That is with my friend Gilbert. And that Mm -hmm. is the first shoot that I ever did with no makeup on at all. That's the same
0: shoot as the other one that we talked about.
1: Yes. Yes. With the glasses. Yep. And again, I, I was terrified. I was terrified for that shoot. I was so nervous. I was so worried to get the pictures back and stuff too, because I just wasn't comfortable I never shot it without makeup or a hair done or anything like that before and it was completely out of my comfort zone and you would think that I'm a nude model that that would be nothing but that was like one of the most intimidating shoots I ever had and it I love how it turned out um it was really raw yet at the same time Gilbert's editing skills are just beyond me and he just told this total story with it and I was just amazed and I ended up loving it so much
0: Actually, I don't think I contacted you for my personal one, but I'm really big into portraits. So it shouldn't really be a surprise that those are my two favorites.
1: Oh, really?
0: Yeah, big into portraits. So Emery, where can everyone find you online?
1: So my main platform is Instagram at Emery Adams, E-M-E-R-Y-A-D-D-A-M-S. Yes, it is a nod to the Adams family. Uh,
0: (laughs) Morticia is perfect.
1: Oh, yes, exactly. I have my little bit of my dark side. Um, but I also do have my OnlyFans, um, which I lightly promote on my Instagram as well. And it's the same username, at Emery Adams.
0: Have you run into any issues with promoting OnlyFans on Instagram? I've heard some complaints.
1: Yeah, sometimes. And again, it's one of those things like people can interact with me on OnlyFans and Instagram and let me know that it's them. And it end up making it kind of creepy. Um, yeah. Some people obviously will unfollow me for promoting because it's not really what they're looking for. Um, in what I post and then, you know, other times, you know, it's people wanting to support me and wanting to check out my content. And I love that too.
0: I, I kind of wish there was a way to support models more regularly without necessarily that I know some models do Patreon, but I'm frankly, I'm just sure only is so much more profitable.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I've had people, you know, ask me for like my Cash App and stuff like that, and I'll totally give it out to people. I mean, who's gonna say no to free money, right? But um, I do wish that there was more platforms for that as well.
0: All right, and with that, we're done. If you have a favorite model or photographer you'd like for us to interview, please let me know. Check us out at the NSFWPhotographyPodcast.com, dot com on Twitter as at NSFW Photography. Instagram at the NSFW Photography Podcast. I know they're different. I tried making them the same and it turns out Twitter has a character limit and it wouldn't let me. Uh, And subscribe at your favorite podcast dispenser. That's it. The end. Keep shooting safely out there.